Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing very well. Very well. Um, I want to say thank you, um, Giselle, for joining the Nameless Times podcast. You know, I definitely have uh, been looking forward to interviewing you for a minute, and I definitely, you know, would like for our listeners to hear your story and some of your health uh, regiment and stuff like that, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to start by um, asking you, you know, where are you originally from? Um, so I'm originally from New York. I am Puerto Rican and Dominican descent from my parents. My mom's Puerto Rican. My dad's Dominican. Um, I grew up in South Florida and I currently live in North Carolina. Oh, interesting. Okay. So from New York, how, when did you leave New York? Um, as an infant. So, um, my parents relocated after I was born. We went to live in Puerto Rico. We lived there for five years and I could go yeah, I consider South Florida my home. I, you know, I did all my schooling in Florida, so I will tell anybody I'm from Florida. I'm from the, you know, for all county. Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. How was it? How was it uh, living in Puerto Rico? Do you have any? I do have memories from that time. Um, definitely different. Definitely different from what I'm accustomed to today, right? So, growing up on the island and growing up in South Florida is very similar to each other. The climate's hot, the people are vibrant, the people are out, there's multiple cultures. And then you move to the north, yeah. um, in, the, in the mid-north-south, right? So, I live like in the, the last little bit of the south, and um, it's a culture shock being here. It's, you know, not everybody looks like you, um, and realizing there's other walks of life. Right, right. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because I definitely, I'm big on culture and what it means. You know, culture, I feel like, doesn't get enough uh, props as far as, you know, culture and how it influences people's life, art, music, I mean, everything, really. Absolutely. So would you say um, moving to those multiple different places in Florida has had a significant influence on you culturally? I did. Um, so I was very blessed to being in the melting pot, right? Similar to being, if I was raised in New York and my parents would have maintained, it would have been very similar for me. It would have been, there's multiple diverse people around you. Like you said, the art scene is there, the mu- music's there. And then you move to the South and it's like a true culture shock. <laughs> and it's like, right. oh, there's only like five people. <laughs> and that's all we have. Um, <laughs> I would say it definitely has influenced me in a way that I I grew up not knowing race. Not to say, and that's very taboo to say that today because, you know, we were raised in a time where, you know, your parents taught you you don't see color. Now they're saying, no, you should embrace the color. And it's it's very different. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with embracing that I'm brown. I'm okay embracing I'm Hispanic. It took me a long time to get there, um, but it makes me uniquely who I am. So I'm, I'm outspoken. You know, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, that's because you're Hispanic." Oh, you're a little feisty. Oh, because you're Hispanic. And I, <laughs> and I refuse to go against that grain um, and say that's not, all those things don't tie back to me who I am culturally. Now, mm-hmm. my upbringing, absolutely. Am I more family diverse than maybe the next person? Probably because, you know, we believe in culture. We believe in food. Do, um, you know, every event has food. It has alcohol. It has music. It has, you're up to three in the morning and it's okay. Um, But it also fed into, you know, maybe bad eating habits. And I had to change how I approach family events now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same here. You know, I think uh, going, you know, uh, even in part, you know, black as well, you know, soul food is a big part of our culture. You know what I mean? And eating like that every day is, you know, unhealthy, you know, but sometimes it feels so such a part of your culture, right? Your upbringing, your history that you're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? So 
Absolutely. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. You have to have Pania at Christmas. <laughs> you know, what you look for. Right. You have to have the ham at Easter. Those are the things you look for, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, about, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, bad eating habits and things like that. Kind of what got you into, um, inspired you to start creating like workout content on your Instagram? Because I really noticed, you know, that's what made, uh, initially attracted me to your page. I was like, okay, she's putting in work. I'm like, okay, this is dope. Like, you know, what inspired that? Um, so I have been heavily into fitness probably the last 10 years. Um, I've gone through it all. Like I, eight, eight to nine years ago, I had lost 90 pounds. I had a trainer. I would work mm-hmm. out several times a day, several days a week, like no breaks. I I was really a go-getter for the thing. And I fell in love with fitness. I was not um, an athletic kid growing up. I hated PE. I hated gym. I literally took swimming in high school because it was easier on me. It was easier on my joints. It was easier on my limbs. And, Mm. you know, you're you're weightless in the pool, right? So it didn't matter that I was an overweight teenager. It didn't matter because I'm in the pool and nobody really sees me and I can do this. Um. For my high school credit, that's it was like, oh, that's, that's the way I can get out of this. I can do that. <laughs> um, so falling in love for fitness 10 years ago, um, I just fell in love with the culture. I fell in love with the community. Um, and um, so what inspired me recently is I found a trainer that I like. And I with that trainer, I now have this huge following of the community that we all do the same thing. We all share our, our workouts. We all share our content. Um, and it's really for one of the main reasons for me as I've recently lost weight again like I put on the 90 pounds I've now down 125 pounds in the last two years wow, um, okay. I wanted to show people that at any weight you can work out and it can yeah. be as simple as you walked around your block and you don't even got to take it outside maybe you're not safe with walking outside yet maybe that's not okay maybe the weather's not right you can walk in your home you can pace your living room you can circle the kitchen don't eat snacks but you can there's so many things you can do even if you lived in a 600 square foot studio apartment right um, right so um i've been sharing videos probably for three years now but i will say the last six to nine months it is an everyday habitual thing for me um and like i said i, I do it so that people see that um you don't need confidence to work out you don't need you don't need a lot of equipment to work out. You can use your body, um, and it doesn't like I said. It doesn't matter the shape of your body. It doesn't matter if you're fit or you're not fit. You can work out. Definitely, I like the I like that because I feel like people always feel like, oh, I can't. I, I don't have a gym membership. I can't work out, or I can't. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like you said, your living room, like even going in your backyard. You know, <laughs> you can do laps around there, like. There's so many different things. Even myself, I've recently gotten back into working out, lifting weights and doing these like martial arts exercises that I learned, like when I took martial arts a couple of years ago, <clears throat> you know, which is I feel like, you know, with COVID and everything, it's like made everyone be like, yo, you need to stay on your health for sure. You do because, you know, COVID attacks you because you're unhealthy. Right. Exactly. Um, COVID doesn't see your race or your creed or your sex or your orientation to attack you. It sees your health to attack you. 
So the people that are dying or suffering or have, you know, high risk factors is because they're high risk. They're exactly that. They're overweight. They have diabetes. They have, you know, existing pre-existing conditions. All of those things are factors. And that starts with your health. It doesn't necessarily start in a gym. I was one of those people. I literally refused to work out at home last year with COVID. I was like, I'm never doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 90 days in, I'm like, okay, I got to do something. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I have to release this pent upness. Like I can't go nowhere. I can't do nothing. Oh yeah, wait a minute. I can go in my backyard. I can go to my living room. Mm-hmm. I can even take the hallway in my kitchen and I can work out. I just right. need to do a few things. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. What is healthy eating from your perspective? An illusion. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will say it's an illusion because there are so many diets out there. Mm-hmm. And I probably tried them all. I, I literally joked with one of my friends recently, and I was like, I could probably write a book. Probably shouldn't do that. So my approach this time around with 125 pounds weight loss, I didn't let anything be a restriction. Okay. If I wanted to eat tacos, maybe I ate one taco versus three. <laughs> if okay. I wanted a slice of pizza, maybe I had a slice and leave it at a slice. And I wasn't eating, you know, the whole medium pie by myself. I used to right. do that. Right. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was, you, you, I was programmed to do it. Like, oh, you know, I need that other slice. I need that other slice. And it was very pragmatic with food for me. Like, oh, I could, it fits. I'm not sick. I could do it. Um, so that is definitely my approach. Whatever works for you is what's healthy eating. Now, do I think certain foods are off my diet? Me personally, yes. I'm, I maintain a dairy-free lifestyle, but that's only because I realized what dairy does to me. Like it bloats me. Mm-hmm. I don't like how I feel afterwards, but it took me trial and error to realize it was the cheese or it was the milk I was adding in my coffee. And I was like, wait a minute, if I just switch this, mm-hmm. okay, I got an alternative and I can still enjoy those foods when I want to. So I, yeah, I still have a cheese pizza. It's my favorite, <laughs> but I don't have it every day. <laughs> right, right, right. That's, that's crazy that you said that. Like, cause I would always feel the same way. Like I'll either, I'll order like a medium pizza or, or whatever, and you'd be like, well, I'm not going to just not eat all of it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> hey, you're single, right. you know, and you don't want to put it away, or you're right. eating friends, and all of a sudden, that large pizza between two people is gone. Exactly. Like, exactly. That, and that was one of my biggest things, you know, is pizza. I would say, I, I'm not a huge candy eater. I'm not a huge, like, uh, ice cream dessert type of person, but definitely pizza is probably the number one worst thing that I, I wouldn't say worst thing, but unhealthy thing that I, I eat the most is probably pizza. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So my, um, my parents own an Italian um, restaurant. My stepdad's Sicilian. My stepdad's been making New York style pizza for 40 plus years. Right. Wow. Um, okay. So that's the real pizza. <laughs> that's real pizza, right? Real, real deal pizza. So, um, when you ask me culturally, like I'm culturally Hispanic, but I'm also culturally Italian. I, you know, we have all the seafood on Christmas. <laughs> so oh wow! Mm-hmm. Had lasagna on Easter. So, um, going to those family functions, I had to learn that a little bit still means I ate it. It doesn't. I didn't, you know, disrespect my family by saying no. I said, okay, I'll have a little bit. So I feel young people. Pizza you can make healthy. You can omit the best part, which is the pizza itself. But you could do a pieless crust you know you mm-hmm. can just put the sauce down and you can put just cheese on it and all your favorite toppings and eat it like it's a ricotta bake but you know to each his own i personally don't do that so eat pizza right what are um some of your um workout regimens like what is kind of like your weekly 
structure for working out. I noticed um, you. You know, you, sorry to cut you off. I noticed you always post like a protein powder, right, and different things like that. Too. Yeah, so I actually, it's actually a pre-workout, but it's okay. Um, I actually don't believe in supplementing meals with shakes. I feel there is a time and a place for when you should have shakes in your diet. Um, but I don't think you should have a shake in lieu of a meal. I think you should always be eating your food because you're creating a bad habit by replacing that food with a shake. Mm, okay. okay. So um, that's just me personally. Touche, right? So I work out uh, Monday through Friday, twice a day, um, an hour each time. I do take supplements like pre-workout. I do take supplements um, like a multivitamin. I do take, you know, apple cider vinegar. I take all those, you know, good for you vitamins for you currently. Um, and if my workouts are a little bit more intense than they have been, like if I lifted heavier or I went longer than the two hours, then that's when I introduce a shake to my diet but it's all about how I'm feeling so if I'm a little hungry and you know maybe the egg and the chick is not cutting it today so let me go have that shake but it's not an everyday thing for me um but I do use it as a supplement versus as a meal replacement I like that you plan that you have it so structured like that so basically two hours a day five days a week mm-hmm. wow that's good now definitely get progress going for sure you know yeah over a consistent time frame um, and, and it took me a while to get there. So like when I first started working out two years ago, I was only working out four days a week and I slowly build up my body because your body gets accustomed to what you're, you're putting out. Right. So input output is how you lose weight. Calories in calories out. So if you're not creating enough or defect, you're not going to continue have continuous weight loss. If that's your goal, if your goal is continuous weight loss, then you need to change something. So if you're not willing to change your diet, like cut more calories and sometimes it's not good to cut more calories. You actually need to eat more to lose more. Um, but you increase the intensity of your workouts. So within the last nine months, I didn't increase myself to two workouts a day, Monday through Friday. I work out on the weekends. I just go work out once. I just go early Saturday or Sunday, get it done with and (laughs) keep it moving. That workout sometimes is is easy. Sometimes it's as hard as it was all week, but I'm still being active and getting out and doing it. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. You see, that's why I always was like, you know, when I started looking at your content, like, okay, she's like really, inspiring i can see a lot of people tuning into her and what she has going on you know i love i love seeing seeing that type of progress and activity for sure um what's your uh, uh yes what's your opinion on um vegan and people going vegan like i've heard i've heard that it's not good because there's a lot of fake food that people eat that are vegan i've heard that it's good for you like from your perspective what's your opinion on vegan so i tried every diet underneath the sun right Uh (laughs) (laughs) been there done that that's how I feel about it but um here's my approach to when I did vegan I did vegan actually I've done vegan consistently the last couple years for Lent it's I give up meat for Lent yeah um this actually was the first year in a couple years that I haven't done it because I was I ended up being not prepared I Ash Wednesday snuck up on me and I was like oh I'm not ready (laughs) um (laughs) but my approach to vegan is actually plant-based um it's actually not having um, processed foods, but I don't eat processed food currently. So for me, I wouldn't go vegan and eat be processed. I would go plant-based and eat 
from the ground, minimal process, but that's how I eat already. Um, so really when I go plant-based, I'm just really giving up the meat. I'm still going to have my rice. I might have some, you know, some veggie pasta. I'm going to have the loo of all these um, vegetables and fruit, but I'm going to have the, fresh, the vegetables and fruit that are higher in protein. Like broccoli has the same amount of vegetable protein than a piece of steak does. Off wow. like one quarter. So, uh, you know, it's learning what packs more for your punch or learning that, you know, a certain kind of bean has more protein, but it's also a complex protein. So it's good for you because it has fiber and it's learning how to mix those things together so that you're, you can lose weight or be healthier or feel better. I actually, the first time I went plant-based, I dropped my cholesterol 40 points in 30 days. That's crazy. Wow. I literally told my doctor, Hey, I'm going to go plant-based. Can I come in for a blood work? She said, sure, no problem. She was initially, she was like, oh, I'm going to schedule you for 60 days. Something came up. And I was like, no, I'm going to come in early. Came in early. She literally was like, what else are you doing on this plant-based diet? And at the time, I even stopped working out because I was like, I want to see what this diet can do without me working out. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. that goes back to what I said earlier. It's really to each his own. Um, but me personally, I don't go to processed foods. I like to make my meals. I won't even take a shortcut as simple as you know the frozen zoodles i will get a spiralizer and i will you know make my own zoodles right (laughs) so it's not processed so it's not processed and a lot of people feel that like oh i grabbed it and it's showing me it's this one thing in the back and then you turn it over on the back and it's 18 things to keep it frozen Mm. and it's no longer just zucchini it's zucchini and 18 other products (laughs) when you could have spent 99 cents on the zucchini Mm-hmm. You could have got yourself a cheap sterilizer for, you know, under $15 on Amazon mm-hmm. that you can use consecutively and, you know, get your money back on it versus that four pack, that $4 pack of zoodles. That's deep because I feel like that people don't really um, acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Like people barely ever look at the ingredients on products. You know what I mean? Like there's hun- sometimes 15 different things you can't even pronounce really. Right. You're like, and you're like, wait, but when you think about it, you're like, wait, what is that actually? And then how what does that it? affect my body? Right. Yeah. So it's, and, it's and, and that's a lot of things. Uh, a lot of people don't realize what you're putting into your body can be hindering you, could be the reason you're not moving on the scale. Right. 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 Um, okay. From your perspective, like going into 2020, you know, what, you know, there's a lot of, energy a lot of different elements of 2020 and what it's you know caused and et cetera et cetera what going like during the whole craze of 2020 what was going on in your mind and how are you taking all of that um 2020 was definitely a year of self-reflection mm-hmm. um i was a naive american right i was like oh it's only gonna be two weeks so we're gonna be back to normal i have a very high stressful job mm-hmm. um and my work allowed me to escape where everybody else was feeling it. I was in my work. I was working. I was making sure that we remain open because we were an essential business. And, uh-huh. you know, that meant I was working 50, 60 hours a day and I wasn't lifting my head up. Uh-huh. So when it became, it's not just two weeks and holy crap, we've been home for 90 days. I had to then, like I said, I had to rediscover what I could do to get me back. Uh-huh. So when I started working out at home, that was a version of me getting me back because I had lost myself in the trenches of COVID. Like, oh, you know, that overwhelming feeling just, we just all kept feeling last year and you just couldn't get past it. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I cleaned up my diet. I didn't gain the COVID-15, but I did put on five pounds, 10 pounds, whatever. I kept yo-yoing for three months. And I was like, you know what? I got to do something. So um, that meant I wasn't eating chips. You know, chips is probably my my guilty pleasure. (laughs) Um, That meant I had to go back to the basics. It went back to like, like I was telling you earlier, I learned, you know, how do I get more fiber? How do I get more protein in my diet? How do I pair foods that I want to eat again? And really just let health get me mentally healthy and recognize that if I wasn't healthy, I could never be mentally healthy. And then I had to learn how to say no to secure that mental health. And then the final thing that I did last year was I made a choice to be happy. I made a choice not to dwell on what COVID was doing outside my four walls, that if I couldn't control it, then there was no need for me to dwell on it anymore. It was, I had to be happy, happy. So every morning, you know, I pray, I do my devotionals and I thank God I woke up. Right. But one of the other things I do is I find the reason to be happy. And it, that's in some days it's just because I woke up other days. It's like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to get off early today. I'm going to go run these errands. I'm going to see the world today. Or it's night, it's 80 degrees today. And I'm going to go outside. Just simple things like that, that I found pleasure in to make me happy. Right. The small things, the small, the small things. Exactly. For sure. I, I, I agree with you on that because it's definitely caused a lot of mental strength, you know, a mental just pressure on people. And so I think it, it did open our eyes up to what's really important, like family or health, nature, staying active, things like that. Definitely. I mean, I even had I mean, I had COVID in July. So sorry was- to hear that. But you're here with us today, right? You got past it because you're here with us today. <laughs> obviously, yes, exactly, yeah. So, it, but you know, obviously, you know, it was, and we didn't have as much information. Mm-hmm. And we still don't have every all the information. But I have, you know, back then you thought they we were thinking you can catch COVID just from touching something, right? Right. But then we find out, okay, it's from like breath and and moisture from someone's mouth and stuff like that. Blah blah blah. So, at the time, I'm like, oh man, it's over, but. I just stayed, you know, stayed on my health tip and, you know, got past it. Um, what's your opinion on the vaccine? And would you take it? I'm actually scheduled today to take my first one. Oh, okay. Okay. I actually yeah. go today at 1145, right? So weird, right? Um, when you had sent me over the questions, I said, oh, good. I can, I can get to talk about this. So I was probably like the majority of us. I heard that we had a vaccine. It came out so fast. Like, do I really want this in my body? But here's the flip side of the situation. Do I want to continue living in the world that we live in today and not have our social freedoms? Do I want to be able to visit my dad who lives in Dominican Republic and not bring something from America and make him sick because I didn't do my part? Right. Um, It goes back to the families, everything. And so we're people like you have to. Um, look aside from those things and find your why. And no matter, no matter what your why is, why you choose or why you don't choose to do it, I don't think we should beat each other up for not doing it. But I know my why. My why is that I want to be able to travel freely. I want to eventually get back to normal where I'm not wearing a mask. And if that means that we're herd immunity because we got vaccinated and some people didn't, that's okay. But vaccines are designed to make it that we are living so that we can continue to live. We have to think about all the vaccines that we got growing up to go to school, right? Like you didn't want to hurt your friends. So your mom took you in August to get your shot and you did this every year, right? So um, you're, 
And as a parent, I was, you know, I had to revisit vaccines because, you know, when you're a child getting the vaccine, you're not making the decision. Your parents making the decision. Right. So then you, I, I had a child, my daughter's four, and I had to read about, you know, why is she getting this one? Why is she getting this one? Why, why is my nine hour old baby just got four shots? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that you can control that as well. Um, that, you know, you find out the ones they need to take right away. You find out the ones that you can space out if you are worried about autism or you really are concerned about things that can potentially happen. You can make that decision with you and your doctor yes. to make it a really good plan. So instead of you just doing them at six months and you just doing them at 12 months, you you know, you space it out throughout the year. But that's what I did as a parent. I, you know, I read up. I found out why we needed it. But I also found out that I that even though my child can personally never get it, she can be giving it to somebody else and not, I would never want to hurt somebody else's child. So the same effect with COVID vaccine, I would never want to hurt somebody else because I want to be selfish. Right. That's deep. And I feel like people need to look at it on that level. They're just thinking, a lot of people are just thinking about themselves. Well, well, no, you know, you know, whatever they're, you know, all the different things people say. Right. Um, Me, I've no, I haven't taken it yet, but I know people who have, and I've been able to see their experiences with it. And I definitely, I would say I'm not um, not against it for sure. You know, I definitely, and I do think that more people have to get it for this to change because eventually I think it's going to get to that point where, yeah, traveling, school, certain jobs, public events, you know, people are going to want to see, you know, that you're vaccinated. I mean, that's just me thinking out loud, you know, ideas that. No, you're going to have a vaccine passport. That's real. <laughs> that okay. is so real. Look at the state of New York. They trying to, they're trying to pass it. They're trying to say, be, before you come into our local venues, you need to show me that you're vaccinated. Do I think that's appropriate? Not necessarily. I think it's the overpill of the government, but that's just me personally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, do I think that we need guidance? Yes. But, I, don't, but, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I do think we need guidance, but I don't yeah. think a state should be able to dictate that guidance if that makes sense. I think if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. So if that right. is going to help that state, then it should be able to help all 50 states. Or think, it should be able to help every country state uh, across the world. And I think, yeah, and I, I agree. And I think also, you know, other countries have handled this. Other countries haven't, but other countries have. Way better. Uh, have handled this a lot better. Why their people listened a lot more. Mm-hmm. Americans feel like we want to do what the hell we want when we want how we want, right? <laughs> Absolutely, we're Americans, right? We we fought for our freedom, right? I, you know, our angst, our ancestors got on the boat because they wanted a change of religion. Right. They wanted to, you know, experience God differently. They also wanted to get divorced, but they wanted to experience God and have different rules set by the church, and they wanted to separate church and government. So we think of that like that. We think that, yes, we wanted those freedoms, but those freedoms come with a cost. Yeah. And the church and government, that's a whole nother element that we could talk about. Like I'm deep. It is. That type of, Cause I think the uh, religion is big business, but I believe, it is in, God, but I believe in God though. Um, so yeah, that's, that's cause that'll be a whole nother thing. Oh, uh, we could talk about it another time. Um, uh, what is your favorite movie and why? Um, favorite movie is Hannibal Lecter. Oh, okay. Interesting. You, you, 
You didn't think that was coming, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love thrillers and suspense and I'm really into like serial killer documentaries and it's all Hannibal Lecter's fault when I first watched it when I was like 10 years old. I don't think my parents <laughs> should let me, but it is one of those movies. It's one of those things that like when they have a new series, like Curse is out right now. It's like, I'm hooked. I'm just like, yes, bring this back. And it's just uh, the world, the Hannibal Lecter creates. It's the world that makes you think outside your box. Uh-huh. It's yes, he's out here eating people's brains and yeah. killing people, yeah. but it's the world that we live in that that hits home that is reality that is there are people out there in the world that are killing people that are you know do it with because of how they raise or doing it for that like the psychology behind it is why it's my favorite movie i can understand that you know because there is a psychology like why a lot of people do it behind most of whatever you know people do period you know like when you look at serial killers and you know, even the suicide element, you know, in America is, is rising because of, I would say, COVID, uh, you know, people being in the house. The mind is so interesting. So I could see definitely like uh, why why that's an interesting film to you for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you like Saw too? No. You didn't? Oh, okay. I thought. <laughs> so Saw to me is too, so Saw is not real enough for me. Oh, you like, like the real, real. Like the yes, real. I like the real, real. Like I like, I like that. I know that potentially this probably happened, <laughs> and right. I love. Like I said, I really do love documentaries. I love real life stories. I love biopics. Those are like, that's my get down. You put something that's not like that on. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Last question. What is your message to the youth, or what would be your message to your younger self? Um. Listening to my mom when she said you actually have to love yourself in in order to love other people. Um, When COVID hit, like I told you, I was in I was in golf with work. Right. I wasn't putting myself work. I was just sleeping when I could, eating when I could. And I learned that I had to be selfish in order to love myself and that your friend today won't be your friend tomorrow. And that's okay. So it's okay when that friend calls you selfish because you don't want to hang out with them. Continue hanging out with yourself because at the end of the day, you're going to live and die by yourself. You might eventually have a partner in your life. You eventually might not have a partner in your life, Mm -hmm. but the only consistent is you. So you might as well be happy in that situation. Oh man, that's so deep. I like that. I like that. Because people forget that. You know, a lot of times people spend their whole lives giving to everyone else but themselves. Yeah. You, know, you, you give, you give, you give, and you're empty. Your cup is empty. Fill your cup. Right, right. Man, I appreciate you, Giselle. I really um, am inspired by you. That's why I wanted to do this interview in the first place. And Thank you so I, much. I appreciate your time. You know, definitely, you know, let me know how you feel about, you know, once you take the vaccine, how you feel. And I do look forward to um, having you on Nameless Times um, again, you know, probably sometime after you do your vaccine, I want to kind of get, you know, step like your experience with that, if that's possible, but that's, you know, another time. So. Absolutely. I actually will be sharing. Um, you heard it here first. Cause I haven't really shared. I just made my appointment. It didn't say nothing. The word is mom. Right. So uh-huh. I actually will be sharing my shot today on my stories. I don't know if I'll do anything else outside my stories, but I will share my experience just yeah. because today I'm choosing to rest in order to do the shot. But, and I want people to know that, you know, this was the choice I made. And then I don't feel forced to do it. Right. Exactly. So um, 
definitely, you know, I want you, you know, to enjoy your, your enjoy your weekend, and I definitely um, will stay in touch with you for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much.